You're listening to the Laugh Factory Podcast Network. For more shows, visit the podcast page at laughfactory.com. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh. <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs> Happening right now. Okay. We're in the red. Hey guys, welcome to the After Laugh. I am excited. I have um, someone who I don't know that well, but I've worked with several times. Lara Bites. Nope, Lara. Lara, wait, hold on, because it might just be my <laughs> stupid Southern. It's not. Dumb. You said it wrong. Because, because Lara. Lara. Yeah. Lara. Oh, Lara. Yeah, like car or far or bar. Because there's three ways, but there's Laura, which probably pisses you off if people say Laura. The most, yes. People say Laura. And then there's Lara, which is what I said, like Lara Croft. Second place. It's Lara Croft. It's Lara Croft. Yeah. So the same pronunciation as Lara Croft. Yes. Okay. That's just a, that's just a function of me being stupid. Not a function of me like not. It's Because I actually tried. I was like, it's going to be. There's no need to say Lara. you're stupid. It's Lara. not Lara. Lara. the most Got common it. name in the world. And everyone fucks it up until they don't. So yes. I appreciate you caring. Yeah. No, no. Because I remember the first time I worked with you, you were, that was I could tell it was like a bugaboo. Yeah. Because you were like, okay, I was the MC for the show. You're like, yeah. You bring me up. It's Lara Bites. So Everybody like, okay. says it wrong. And then people probably say Bates and shit like that. Yeah. You know, it's funny because I've been MC for a long time and I always, I think it's important. Yeah. Like credits are important. And whenever I go up on stage, people go, this guy's been a Comedy Central. I'm like, actually, it's not really a credit of mine. I don't yeah. know, but people, clubs and colleges all over the country, like, I don't know. So I mean, much. that's a huge part of the job is just saying people's names yeah. and saying their credits. Yeah. And if you're the MC, it's pretty much all your job after you open. Yeah. And that's it. Just, yeah, that's I, all we need you to do is get on that mic, <laughs> say the name, say the credit. Yeah. I have people who, I had, what did some guy who's like, she's been on Last Laugh with David Spade. I'm like, you just made one up. You made just one made up. one up. Oh, That's yeah. not a show. And it's certainly not a show I've been on because it doesn't exist. Yes. And if you are going to be the MC who's doing that with a comic, like, make sure it's like have consent. Yeah, yeah. That comic should say, hey, whatever. Say whatever the hell you want. Fuck right. with me. I don't care. Yeah. But I remember one time I was really proud because I booked a, a Broadway show called Lombardi, which is about Vince Lombardi. Well, you're from. It would be so weird if it wasn't about Vince Lombardi. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah um, I'm from Wisconsin. I know I, all about I, that. I like just booked it, and I was going to be going to New York, and I, I, uh, I asked MC. I'm not going to say his name. I said, "Can you just say how funny he, if he, he said booked his name? a Broadway Sorry. show uh, called uh, called Lombardi that's you know opening in the fall?" And he goes, "This next guy, he's doing some like play. He's doing some play." Oh my god. Lombardo, I think it's about a fag. Oh my god. Keep it going. And it was literally like I got the offer like I got the offer like that day. And I was like, hey, oh just say god. this. He's doing a play called Lombardo. I think it's about a fag. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like, but then part of me was like, oh well, okay. That's what it is. So did you like riff on it or what did you do? Um, I don't really remember. I think I was really at the time, I think I was just hurt. I think now I'd probably be a lot meaner about her or I'd probably go on about it but I just uh, at the time I just went up there like uh, yeah it's actually on Broadway guys and I didn't realize at the time that no one cares either way play guy, just means play the guy tonight said something that I thought was funny he was like you like another comedian's coming to the stage and like some people clapped a little bit and he was like wow that is like not good considering her reputation and I'm just like but man they don't know who I am you didn't even say my name yet <laughs> say your name. I don't have a reputation <laughs> you didn't say anything <laughs> but it's nice that the, the, the MC said you had a reputation yeah yeah he was a sweetheart yeah <laughs> yeah um so what uh so you went on tonight I went How'd on it go? tonight was it a good crowd it was a great crowd yeah yeah for a Monday night that's fucking crazy it was like packed oh really yeah and they were great. They laughed at everything. Um, Faisal. Faisal Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. Oh, very yeah. cool. Um, all right. So you want now? What a! I've seen your act for I guess a couple of years now. There's me and Mars taking our cigarettes. I see you after a couple. Uh, and you have um, one of the one of the more undeniable closers I've seen in a long time. Oh, thank you. Um, now, is that something that? I don't want to like ruin it for people, but I guess the closer is 
you talk about the way that you wear your skirt. Yeah. Right? That won't ruin it for people. Okay. And it's, um, and y- you know, and I, although I should never comment on someone's looks, you're, you're an attractive woman. You, Thank you. you. you you're, not, um, you're not unfit by, by, <laughs> by America's standards, maybe by Hollywood standards, we all are, right? Thank you. But, um, so, but you do this thing where you, you have your, you, you, you kind of high waist your skirt. Yeah. And your boyfriend makes a comment about that. You're yeah, like, okay, which I'll he did, like and he was fat as fuck too. <laughs> was he really? <laughs> yeah. Did you, was... did you mention that in the bit? No. No. No, because that's not a nice thing that's, to say. Yeah, that's, that's something for behind the scenes. That's, that's something for that after sense. the after laugh. Yeah, where you want to like, oh, after you know this piece laugh. of shit. The truth is, he was yeah. Okay. Truth is, that guy was fat as fuck, and he had an opinion about the way I wore my skirts, and I didn't particularly care for it, and that's what inspired that bit. Oh wow! So and then you pull it, you 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 low waist it, so yeah. you put it underneath the belly button, underneath kind of by the hip bones, which for most people, you know, there's going to be a little you know belly for me, obviously as well. Yeah. So um, and you really play into that, and it get it it destroys. I push it out as hard as of I can. Of course, of course you do. Yeah. Um, for the record. <laughs> for the record. <laughs> to make it as funny as it can be. And then you just kind of hang out there very comfortably and you do the rest of the bit, which is maybe another two, three minutes, just kind of like that. And it's, I don't want to say courageous. That's so stupid. It's ballsy. It's sort of, um, it's unapologetic. And it, more, more importantly, it just works. Thanks. Now, have you ever, did that bit come about? I know you said it was inspired by your boyfriend being that way. Did it, did was it like one night you just did it or did you plan it? Like, I'm going to do this with my, like, how did that bit? Oh, come about? that bit has seen many different stages <laughs> it, 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 in its, in its advent, in its first form, I would have put on that song where it's like, how do you like me now? Like that they had in the fighter. And then I would just like put my gut out and I don't even really remember any punchline to that. I just held my gut out and everybody laughed at it. I can't remember what I said to go into it. Yeah. Might've been something to, you know, a similar thing. But then one day, um, in the shower, actually, I just did that whole riff to myself and I was laughing really hard at it. And so then I put it on stage and it's like pretty much been my closer Ever since I've added stuff yeah. and I've taken stuff away. I mean, you know how it is, but, um, in it's long form, it's a, it's a three minute bit. It's like a full three <laughs> minutes, but I don't do all the tags every time. The yeah, way I do sure. it, it's usually like two and a half. I try yeah. to do it at like two and a half just because people get tired. They don't know what the fuck they're looking at. You know, <laughs> by the time it's out, I kind of got to get out of there, now, you know? Um, but when you first decided to do the actual commit to pulling the skirt down yeah was that that was planned that wasn't like one night you're like i'm just gonna pull my skirt down just to no that was planned oh so you were like i'm gonna do this yeah so the first night when you did that that must have i mean that's that's a big moment because you're revealing yeah a, you know you're revealing yourself in a way that maybe you're not comfortable with you don't know Fuck if no, i wasn't gonna... comfortable with it no <laughs> i wasn't comfortable with it and even now like there was even a guy there tonight who i thought was cute and i was like well <laughs> Bye bye. <laughs> that date's not going to happen. I mean, no. I made the decision like really early on in my stand up. Within, I would say, the first six months of doing stand up, I made the decision that I was never going to like try to look good on stage. I just wasn't mm. going to let how I look to people play a role, other than like, you know, you can't be mean on stage because then people don't like it. But I mean, in terms of like being attractive to men, yeah, I made the decision really quick that I wasn't going to try to get guys to like me with stuff I said on stage. I just was going to try to be as funny as I possibly could be. And yeah. so when I thought of that, I knew I had to do it because it was funny. It was fun. Yeah. It made you laugh. Yeah. Did you try it on like a friend first or did you try it on like... No, I just did you it. You just did it. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. I think part of the reason why I respond to it so much is because... <laughs> Try it on a friend. What poor friend? Was like, hey, was like, what do you think? They're like, I mean, but because I, 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 uh, I start when I started, I, was, I did so much physical comedy. And I would try to make myself look as grotesque as possible. I'd rip my pants off and I would do this bit. <laughs> I do it every once. So I really don't do that much where I would That's be, courageous. be like at a, at a, at a gym and uh, a gay guy stares at me and I kind of like get flattered. And then I like turn around, I flip my shirt up. So my belly and I like pull a thong strap up. So, um, and over the years, my belly's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So the bit's like more of like, do I really want to do this? Um, and I pull the thong strap and then people just go, oh, you're the comic who wears a thong. I'm like, it's just a strap. I'm not wearing an actual yeah. thong. Um, 
but sometimes, uh, do you ever feel that, I don't know how to, how to put it, do you ever feel that you've imprisoned yourself with a bit because it works so well and it, that you feel like you kind of have to do it? I mean, I'm sure you do sets where you don't do it. No, I feel... Um secure with it it's like a security blanket because lately i do more and more sets where i don't do it yeah um but i like knowing it's there because it's like i mean it's like a good three minutes from the first from the introduction of the bit that go that leads into it yeah it's like three minutes. And this is a wave of laughter upon laughter upon laughter. It's, yeah. It's yeah. Great. So and it's when you safe. find a closer like that, it's really hard to get to go like, okay, I'm done with that. Yeah. Like my gay gym bit with a thong strap was like years. Yeah. Before a comic finally said to me, is like, is that going to be like everything that you do? <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Well, comics are bitches. And I'd like to touch yeah. on that too. Yes, because please. you mentioned that. You mentioned comics making comments about it. And comics... I mean, I've gotten more good feedback than bad, yeah. but there are people who have been like, well, you're just like showing your gut, you know, like it's a cheap laugh or whatever, but those aren't fans. Those aren't crowds. Yes. They're not the ones who are buying tickets to see my shows. So why do I give a fuck what you think? Absolutely. It's just about like impressing each other and that doesn't matter. And that's Absolutely. another thing that I made a decision not to care about. Like yeah. it doesn't matter. And especially now when like I'm past it all the clubs, like I don't give a fuck what anyone thinks. Like, are you not going to book me on your unpaid show in Echo Park? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. You know, I want to make the audiences laugh. Yeah. I, there is definitely a disconnect between what, comics sort of want comics to do what they encourage comics to do and what audiences really want and what they want to hear because for example like heckling comics love it when a comic will destroy a heckler yeah right i feel like sometimes crowds like it but in general it makes me feel uncomfortable and i think a lot of audience members even with even with the heckler gets slammed and people laugh yeah i think it makes people feel uncomfortable in general so i i i'm not a fan of it but comics are always high-fiving after they destroy a heckler i'm like that person, you don't know what that guy's going through, that woman's going through. Why would I don't know. I think it depends. I think that most hecklers don't know that they're really doing something wrong, and they definitely don't know how wrong it is. I think a lot of people just get drunk and can't stop talking, yes. um, which I've been there years ago, you know. Uh, I think that people think that they're helping the show sometimes, which I know sounds insane to us, but I've yeah. heard people say that sure. and they just, they're there to have a good time. They want to impress their friends. I think that there are a lot of pretty innocent um, things that can lead a person to blurt something out in a comedy show. I, and I also think that to shut people down is just a great way to lose the crowd a lot of the time because like that's their friend or that's just some guy and they relate more to that guy than you because they're in the audience too. Yeah. And so I think they don't, if, if a person is too trigger happy with that, it's like people are like, Oh, like what the fuck is her problem? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there also are hecklers who are just being total fucking assholes and where it's like, I see them in, in like really, really late sets. Sure. Um, mostly. And where it's kind of like a power thing. Like it's a, well, what are you going to do kind of thing? And I love, um, I don't know. Can I, can I like mention the comedy store on this? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. I love um, being at the comedy store because I, I, I haven't, I haven't been working the laugh factory factory as consistently as long. So I don't feel comfortable doing this yet. Cause I want them to know that I can handle myself first. Yeah. But at the comedy store, I'll be like, Hey, Let's like kick this guy out. Fuck it. Right. And then they'll just like take him out. It's that easy. Yeah. Like the second that I feel like my set would be more fun without someone there. Mm -hmm. I just have them leave. And I mean, I'm doing like a lot of really late sets there. So it's like the guy's fine. He got there at eight. It's one in the morning. He's fine going home now. He's been there for whatever, (laughs) how many hours that is. Yeah. Like, and I love it. Have you had moments where you've had. Have you ever had moments like sort of galvanizing moments where a heckler has sort of like made you um, sort of created the philosophy you have about hecklers? Is there, is there like, because for me, I, my personal philosophy is a woman got really drunk 
and I think I called her a C. Uh-huh. I think I called her a yakety cunt. Uh-huh. And um, people were laughing, and it was, and I wasn't mad about it. It was kind of a good fun. And I said something like, oh, that's why you're that age and single, because your husband couldn't stand, stand your stupid oh, mouth. Oh, shit. And her husband had died literally like oh, three weeks earlier. Oh, my fucking God. And this was her God. first night out. That's one. The second one was there's a group of guys who were laughing the whole time, and I kept talking to them. And, and then I went over to another table and was doing crowd work, and they kept talking, laughing. I said, guys, please be quiet. Please be quiet. Kept talking. I go, what are you, fucking retarded? And it turns out that they were actually mentally handicapped, and they were there on like a field trip. So after that, I said, I am never, ever going to – I know it sounds – it's so true – I was, of course, furious because I was like, why didn't the MC tell me that oh there was a Oh, my God, Bill. How could you do it that? It was like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest, like the chaperone and four guys. Um, so my philosophy has been like, whenever that happens, I'm going to try to do everything I can to not come down hard on the on the heckler unless I really get like, okay, I see, I see what this person is about. So have you had moments where you've been heckled where it made you... Because you say now, you just go, hey, you've got, like, what was your first, what was your worst experience, with your first experience with it? Do you remember? Well, something, <laughs> I, I had it happen once where there were people in the front row, and they wouldn't stop fucking talking. Yeah. And I was hosting, and I was hosting at a club, which was, like, a big deal to me at this time. This is in LA? I really wanted it to go well. No, I was in Chicago. Chicago, okay. And, um, and they just kept talking, and I came at that you know i was like can you just like shut the fuck up like we're trying to do the show stop talking you're talking constantly like i mean i i don't know what i said but i came at them and then after my set i found out that it was um a guy who was with his dad who was hard of hearing and so (laughs) he was repeating the the jokes so that he could enjoy the yeah show yeah but also why didn't anyone fucking tell me that and why didn't he tell me that yeah you know and while I, I, yeah, so, I mean, I felt horrible, obviously. Yeah. We are sensitive little, we're sensitive little bitches, comics. We really are. So, you know, I think people forget that. Um, I do want to get back to your kind of uh, origin story because you are from Chicago. I'm from Milwaukee. You're from Milwaukee. Yeah. That's right. And um, I know, I think, did you come here via the Chicago Laugh Factory? Was that sort of your foray to the, did you work at the Chicago Laugh Factory? Or were you just, I did. You did. Okay. So, um so explain that transition. Well, first of all, let's get a little bit of your origin story. You you grew up in Milwaukee. Yeah. A nice nice white girl with a nice white family. Uh a white girl with a white family. <laughs> okay. Um yeah, I started doing stand up in Milwaukee and What was the club there? Um Jokers with a Z in the uh, basement of a strip club. I believe it's nice. still standing. Great place. And the Milwaukee Comedy Cafe, which has since shut down. Oh. And they never booked me. They never booked me. I won Milwaukee's Funniest Comic and they never booked me. Really? Yeah, they never booked me. Do you have a suspicion why? Well, I looked through all their pictures and didn't see a single one of a woman. Uh, One time I went and I looked back at all of their cover photos until I like got tired of doing it and didn't see a single one. And I, I mean, I think sometimes that can be a cop out, but I also think sometimes that's just what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because I was funnier than people who are working the club, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that was whatever. I think that that could have been a gift because I had nothing to stay for. And then I moved to Chicago and then did three years there and then um, was a working regular at every club there. And yeah. then um, once that was the case, then I moved here. Because you're like, I've, now I'm the, I'm the big fish in small pond. Let me yeah. move to the biggest. I was like a medium fish in a medium pond big yeah. pond i don't know yeah um i never got to like the very very top of that scene but that was by choice because i saw the people who were at the top of that scene and their people were it's like well you should be on a coast right now you'd yeah. be on tv hilarious i mean there's like a lot of talent there you yeah. know really really hilarious people who have been doing it for years and years and can hang with fucking anybody but they're not on TV because they're in Chicago. Yeah. And I didn't want to be like that. Mm. And um, so then I moved. And was then it, I Was it a tough decision to move or was it just felt logical to you? Was it like, hey, time to go? Um, so I like knew I was kind of 
was kind of running out of headroom. Like I wasn't headlining at the clubs, but I was passed as a feature at all of them, you know? Yeah. And I just was like, I don't want to stay to be a headliner. I want to leave, yeah. you know? And um, I was kind of like looking at coasts and I did two weeks in New York, two like separate weeks in New York. And I was like, I mean, I could make this work if I had to, but I didn't, I didn't like it. You know, what did you like about New York? It's I, I'm like really claustrophobic and I have a lot oh, of like yeah. social anxiety and I just need a lot of space as a person, you know? <laughs> um, and it, you know, you yeah, can't have it there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Crowded trains are a fucking nightmare for me. Oh, yeah. Just the whole thing. People are fucking mean there. I just wrote a whole new bit about it and I don't want to step on my own toes, but did you try it tonight? No, 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 no. No, no. I'm going to try it after this. I'm okay. going to try it over at the comedy store. Okay. I still am new enough at the Laugh Factory. Do you want to, where do you want like, to work through some of it right now? <laughs> no, I don't. Do, okay. I mean, I get. do you want me to? Kinda. Do I have I think, to? Okay. I think people are fascinated by the development of, of a bit. All right. I well, love, we'll see if there's anything and you here. Have like a notepad. By the way, very good penmanship. Oh, thank you. It's I get impressive. that a lot. Everyone who sees this says I that. I think I'd be a better comedy writer if I had better penmanship. Uh-huh. Um. Wow, that's impressive. Sorry, These are all, this is like all. Why set is there and... so much? Okay. Um. Sorry, I have to find it. And this is when's the last time you were in New York? <sighs> like a couple weeks ago. Oh, okay. I it starts. I love doing shows in New York. Which little inside tip that sometimes means hate, and that's a great way to start a bit and get people to be okay with you talking shit about it. Yes. Um, yeah. So like, I love doing shows in New York. They're aggressive there. Greatest city on earth. Oh, really? Is it? Sorry, there's so much traffic. <laughs> oh, really? Is it? Are we sure? Because it's the only city on earth where I've been called a fat bitch at one in the morning by a guy named Knives because I wouldn't give him a dollar. That's so New York. You might be thinking that I was asking for it. See, I would never, it's not, okay, whatever. You might be thinking that I was asking for it by being out at one in the morning. And you know what? I don't disagree with you. But sometimes my desire for a nice piece of pizza outweighs my desire not to be called a fat bitch. (laughs) And when I say I think I was asking for it, I don't mean I think I deserved it. I mean I expected it because many men are are fucking assholes to us. People are going to hear this and they're not going to think I'm funny. I think it's funny. And in a city like New York, there's just so much fat. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But the assholes aren't always the ones calling us fat bitches. Sometimes they're the guys trying to help. I mean, the guys who call us fat bitches are assholes. I'm not like, no, that guy's cool. But the thing is, lots of you think you're good guys, but then when this stuff happens, where are you? There were men around when this happened. Nobody said anything. But then after the fact, if you tell people about it, it's always men who say what you should have done differently. You should file a police report. Why? What are they going to do? Solve the crime? (laughs) You should have told him to go fuck himself. Yeah, good one. What was I thinking? If only I'd provoked him. (laughs) And guys, I know you're trying to help. But when you say stuff like that, what you're really doing is telling us. That you know better than we do how to handle a situation you weren't in. Don't tell me what I should have done. You weren't there. And if you were, you should have spoken the fuck up. Greatest city on earth. Fuck you. Your city sucks. A restaurant will not even have an inside and will serve you a piece of pizza on an open paper plate. (laughs) Like, yeah, actually, believe it or not, I'm taking this to go. I'm supposed to walk down the street with a loose piece of pizza? (laughs) Now you fold it up into a paper airplane with one hand while fighting off attackers with the other (laughs) hand. Oh, cool. Hey, quick question. Can it smell like someone peeing on a bag of garbage while this is happening? Oh, it can't. Outstanding. And a rat bites me on the ankle? Oh, perfect. Wait, wait, wait. Does it cost a million dollars to live there? Oh, and everyone is an asshole? (laughs) Gosh, no wonder rent is so high. This place sucks. Greatest city on earth. It's worse than fucking hell. Have you been anywhere else? New York isn't even better than Council Bluffs, Iowa. And Council Bluffs sucks ass. <laughs> Call me a fat bitch. You're a fat bitch, you fucking piece of shit. You guys, <laughs> you guys are never around when shit hits a fan. You just show up after and tell us what we should have done. Oh, my God. You should always file a police report. Thanks for jumping in, Ted. <laughs> <laughs> and that stuff I wouldn't even put in that order. Saying that out loud was really helpful because I know what 80% of that I'm going to just cut. But it's like when I start writing, I mean, you know how it is. When yeah. when I start writing, I will literally just write like 
walking down the street, the leaves are falling off the trees. <laughs> you know, I will write anything that comes to my mind. Yeah. And then that got me worked up enough yeah. to get to the funny part, which I think we can all agree is being like, oh, this is the best place on earth. I'm walking down the street with a fucking loose piece of pizza while guys call me a fat bitch. <laughs> you know, like that's really the essence of the yeah. joke right there. Yeah, it's it's also- not all that stuff about like... Sorry for the man-hating stuff. No, I know but you're I, think a nice that's, guy. I think that's really profound because I think that is a perfect example of of how men are in general. Like they want to pretend like they're the white knight and shit, but they actually, pragmatically, they don't. Bill, do shit. Bill, 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 Bill. And you're like, hold my beer. Hold my beer. Hold my coconut. Hold my inch of coconut water that you were kind <laughs> enough to sacrifice. Um, yeah, I saw a guy on Facebook, and that's what pissed me off because someone shared this thing that like. And this is this guy just is like a sore tooth of my Facebook friends where I have to read <laughs> shitty comments on because it it's so bad. And then it winds me up. But I never communicate with him about it. I never engage because I don't want to talk to this fucking guy. But, you know, someone shared about an experience that she had where she was being harassed or whatever. Something happened. He's like, you should file a police report. And she was like, yeah, well, I didn't, you know, whatever. And he was like, no, you always should because you have to you have to protect other women from this guy. And I'm just like, man, shut the fuck up. Is this something you've ever had to deal with in your life? No, it's fucking not. So maybe because he's also one of those people who drives me nuts because he's so... He like white knights where he'll like come to anyone's defense and tries to be like so woke. He's the worst. Yeah. But then it's like you're not being an ally. You're not being fucking cool. No. What you're doing is like you're talking down to someone who dealt with a situation she shouldn't have been in as best she could. And she's not asking you for a suggestion. Unsolicited advice drives me up a fucking wall just period end of sentence. Yeah. But like if the person's not asking you for a suggestion... Don't tell her what to fucking do. Yeah. No one's and, asking you. And you it's suck. also, also, if that was, if that was a woman saying that, you, it's slightly different, obviously. Because, I mean, look, I'm not a huge fan, fan of, like, the fact that all white people are evil. But, like, mansplaining is definitely a thing, you know? Like, I definitely get, like, man, like, I, there are times when you're just a guy and you're trying to explain something. Yeah. And you get accused <laughs> of mansplaining. And then sometimes, like, there's really, that sounds like a perfect example of textbook mansplaining. Yeah. I've got to listen. This is what you need to do, lady. Just any. And it's so annoying. And it sucks because it's like in those situations, all you do, all I did was I went back to the hotel room and fantasized about handling it differently. But I handled it the best I could. This guy shouted, shouted down the street, horrible shit at me. He was like, you fucking, you fucking fat bitch. That's why you can't get any good dick. It's because you're a fucking fat bitch. And it started with him hitting on me he was like can i can i buy you that pizza i was like no is that the subway or on the sidewalk no this was at a open faced pizza <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. stand and all the guys who worked there no one said anything the other fucking not. junkie who was with him didn't say anything no one had shit to Passes say when buys, this happened yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. if you ask these guys if they would have stand up, oh. stood up for me in that situation, they'd be like, oh, of course. I would never let anyone talk to you like that. I mean, isn't that the classic, like, you know, Nazi experiment where people go, if the Nazis were happening now, oh, I would never, I right. would never stand for it. And then if you break down really the psychology of it, it's like, you would. You would. You know, yeah. people, people are mostly lemmings. It's really the guy who's going to break free. And I understand why they didn't say anything. They didn't say anything because they didn't want to get stabbed in the fucking face by a crazy person. Yeah. I didn't say anything because I had flown across the country. I didn't have my pepper spray with me, yeah. you know? So I was defenseless. And what, I mean, but yeah, exactly. If you said something like, what would that have done? You'd be like, ah, good point. Yeah, it would have fucking pissed him off. It wouldn't have done anything good. He had that whole huge heightened shouting session with me saying all i said i said no three times first time he said i'm gonna buy that pizza for you i said no i got it and then he said well then how about you buy me some pizza and i said no and then he said well then how about you give me a dollar and i said no and he was like that is so fucking rude you fucking and you know he just went off went off and i'm like was he physically coming towards you down the sidewalk too he just he was already in my face he came in he followed me into the he followed me up to his pizza counter he was smoking a cigarette and there's all this smoke in my face and um yeah so he was already close to me he didn't follow me to my hotel which i was really glad about because my hotel was right on the corner of this block yeah which was the only thing you know it's like when you're out late by yourself you really do like a risk calculation 
where you're like, you know, for me, I was like, this is late. This looks kind of shady, but my hotel is literally upstairs from here. It's well lit. There are plenty of people around. I calculated that I would be fine to get a piece of pizza. Sure. And then take it up to my room. Also, part of that calculation was that I was fucking hungry. I hadn't had dinner. It was, you know, one in the morning because we don't get hungry until after our shows because you can't eat before. Um, So I really, I needed food. Uh, And then I was wrong and it wasn't worth it. But honestly, knowing how it turned out, I might have still gotten the piece of pizza because I didn't get physically hurt. I didn't like the way it made me feel. But it may turn into a nice bit. Which is maybe is, it will is an interesting metric to kind of weigh. Yeah. Anyway, things. fuck New York. So <laughs> to your question, so I went there, and that's how New York is, and I yeah. fucking kind of hate it, honestly. And um, I but think, I was like, I could maybe make that work. But then yeah. I came to L.A. Sorry, what? I was just gonna say I don't think that I I have a daughter who's up at Berkeley right now. Holy shit! You have yeah. a college age daughter? Yeah. Yeah. I was very young. I was 12. No, but I was, you know, I'm, I'm older. Than you were very so. young. Uh, I was very uh, early 20s. So, um, I, my daughter, um, she was her, it was her birthday and she was groped, uh, on the Bart up in Berkeley. Like a guy like grabbed her, grabbed her butt. And, um, I remember I was, I was like, Oh my God, Louis, that's awful. I'm sorry that happened. Like, Oh, uh, like I was like, he's just, you know, they're just, they're bad people. They're bad men. I'm sorry. Like, you know, and then I think I said something like, oh yeah, my car got stolen. So, I, and I kind of made boomeranged it back to me. And then I got off the phone and I was like, after I got off the phone, I was like, I don't think I really absorbed what my daughter just told me. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think I really, I, I think it's hard for a guy to really understand that type of aggression because we understand just very sort of like black and white, like are we fighting, we're not fighting aggression. Yeah. But the, the the sexual aggression, it's not really. I know Bill Burr talks about stand up like a woman like slapping him on the dick, and then Terry Crews like a guy grabs his junk and like, eh, okay. Like I've I've had, I can't tell you how many times I've had my I was gripped in New York theater. How many times I've had my ass grabbed or, you know, it's like it's not this. It's just not the same thing. Yeah. The, the level of fear and intimidation attached to it is is non-existent. So. Um, it did make me really present to the fact that, oh, wow, this is something that, like, intellectually I get, but viscerally I kind of am sort of, like, trying to be more aware of, like, how awful it <laughs> it must be. Yeah, and to- I can feel it as you're describing it because that's happened to me, too. And it yeah. feels worse than you would think it would feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know? and my Like, my little, my sweet, innocent daughter getting grabbed and they'll... And she's kind of trying to laugh about it, but but I, I could just tell like she probably went home and like cried and maybe didn't tell me about. It. I don't know. It, it's 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 it just really... felt gross. It just feels gross. Yeah, a guy did that to me at a bar once, and my boyfriend beat the shit out of him. It was kind of awesome. By the way, here, here's how I feel about that with men. I, I think it's going to be woke. It's going to be like man bun and vegan and all that shit. But there's something to be said for like being a guy who will beat the fuck out of another guy. Yeah. Because one of the best moments of my life, and I've said this in my podcast, but I don't want to like, <laughs> but I choked out a guy who sexually assaulted a woman. At That's a awesome. Fuck yeah. And, and I felt literally, I, was, I didn't think about it, but then afterwards I was like, wait, the metric is he, he grabbed a woman's vagina underneath her skirt at a bar. Fuck. And, and I choked him unconscious. That's great. And I was like, that's, that's, you did the right I thing. I felt so amazing about it. By the you time did the right I thing. didn't realize it. So, but I do think that, like you said, like men will like should do something. Like I also think, as we're trying to evolve into the creatures that aren't the apes that we really are, a lot of guys want to be more measured in their response. They don't want to be these anarchic sort of like meat and potato guys who do that type of shit, which is which is fair. Yeah. But it's like the South Park theory. Like there's there's pussies, dicks, and assholes, and sometimes a dick has to fuck an asshole so it doesn't shit everywhere. I don't know if you remember that, remember that analogy from okay, Team America. Okay, sure, but, sure. So anyway, but so we sometimes probably, that's the right thing to do, and I feel like if you didn't do that, you would have gone home that night and been like, "I should have kicked that guy's ass. I should yeah. have choked that fucking guy out." Because yeah. I even went home after this, and I was just like, "You should have kicked him in the ball." I should have done something. You know, yeah. I should have stood up for myself. Yeah, but that wasn't the right thing for me to do because yeah. I didn't know this guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I like the fact that your, your, your comedy definitely has a very, I don't want to say has a 
a feminist bent. I don't know if that's the right word, but you're definitely ensconced in your point of view as a woman. I mean, not, and not, I can't say that about all female comics. Some female comics are trying to be like androgynous or like, like men or whatever. You definitely have a very strong point of view. Um, is this something that's evolved for you? Or when you came, when you came onto the scene, you were like, I'm going to be unapologetic about what I feel about the behavior of men, about the treatment of... It's definitely evolved. And I still am kind of careful with it because my number one priority is to be funny. Yeah. But I also am at the point now where way more people are listening to me than ever before. And I have to ask, what do I want to say? What do I want my message to be? You know? And... But I also need it to be funny. And this is going to sound fucked up. This probably isn't going to get me any fans. <laughs> but I actually do kind of like I'll shit on women a little bit just to get enough points in the bank where I can then say what I really believe, which is yeah. like, hey, you guys need to wake the fuck up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. but, but also if I say anything and it doesn't get a laugh, I will not say it again. So no matter what, whatever I say, it, ha- it has to be, it has to be funny. And honestly, that's why I haven't gotten more, um, I don't know. Preachy is not the right word, but it's the best I can do right now yeah. with my material because like, I'll write shit out like that. But I guarantee you, if I go and put that on stage tonight, the first two pages of that, no one would laugh at. I mean, it so it's like I cannot, laugh. I cannot tell it now, or I cannot tell it later. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I hope you do it. I think it's hilarious, and I think, and watching you get worked up about it is also like, that's the magic of comedy when people's point of view really fuels their comedy. <laughs> I have been actually, I've been doing this bit about, um, just like all the YouTube comments I got after I was on TV. Um, yeah, so and that's that. like so what you, I want to say. Your, your TV, it was, uh, David Spade. Yeah. Lights, lights out. out with David so Spade. That was your, that was your TV debut. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. It was great. Thank you. And you got YouTube comments. Was this your introduction to the world of YouTube? Yes. I'll uh-huh. never do it again. I mean, I really have like, made, Oh, you'll never read your comments again. Yeah. yeah. I've like made up a promise to myself, like a pact with myself. I will never read the YouTube comments again. I will never do it again because people hurt me in ways that I didn't think I could be hurt. Sure. Like I knew what they were going to attack. I just didn't realize how much there was going to be. Like there just was so much. And And it's all men just shitting on. Like It's true. I like, I stayed up until six in the morning Wow. and I couldn't even, I can't hear the good stuff. You know, the good comments are nothing. Um, thank you so much. If you follow me and say nice, (laughs) (laughs) you mean nothing to me. (laughs) No, but someone actually made the suggestion. They're like, you should sit with every good comment as long as you would sit with a bad comment. Cause it's like, I can read a hundred good comments about myself and then one bad one. And the bad one is the thing that I will think about to this yeah. day. Yeah. I, I have a, I have a countervailing theory to that, which you may not like or disagree. I'll tell you what, it came from me being a theater actor before I was a comics a theater actor. And there's this whole thing. Do you read the reviews or not when you get reviewed? And, People would say, don't read your reviews. Don't read your reviews. It doesn't matter. It's going to like make your work worse. You, you're go- it's about the process. It's not about the result, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't read. I did a play that was got a lot of attention. It was reviewed by the New York Times. And I was like, I'm not going to read it. I heard I heard the play had been we, great reviews, award nominations, everything. But this one guy destroyed us. And I was like, I'm not going to read about it. But after the play... People would come up like, don't worry about that New Yorker review. Don't worry about that, man. I thought you were great. And then it's like, now I got a fucking, and it happened like a couple times. So at that point, I said, if I want to be a truly unflappable person, and if, and you know, and I'm not Buddhist, but like, I would like to be Buddhist. If I want to be someone who's truly like unflappable, then whatever comes my way, I have the presence of mind to be able to look at it and examine it and move past it. So I started reading all my reviews, all my YouTube comments, and I have not gotten to the point where I'm untouched by them, but I'm much less affected than I used to be. And the only reason I 
I, I encourage that a little bit is because, again, people come up like, hey, those people who said that about you, blah, 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 like that can play in your mind even worse. Like it doesn't like, you know, who that you hasn't are. happened, though. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's different with, with comedy. And what you're talking about is like a review of your work. You yeah. didn't not read a New Yorker review where the guy was like, Bill's hair looked bad and Bill's fat and Bill looks like he's a woman dressed as a man. And Bill, I mean, that's like yeah. all this shit is. These are not, these are yeah. not comedy critics. These are cannibalistic humanoid underground like dwellers. High school kids. They're just fucking people who have nothing going on. They're yeah. YouTube trolls. There was yeah. one guy who made the same comment over and over and over and over. And any re- comment thread, he commented it on it as a reply. Like he was out for blood. Why would I fucking read someone yeah. who's like, it's, it was his mission to hurt me, yeah, you know? Sure. And so yeah. I just don't. I don't need that. I'll read the Instagram comments because people are nice on Instagram. And if they're not, I can block them. I'll read yeah. the Twitter, the tweets, you know, and I favorite that stuff. And I like try to interact with fans, but I also will not let it get the better part of my day. Like yeah. I don't let it take yeah, of course not. that much time or attention. And I, th- and I saw how quickly I could like get wrapped up in it. Sure. I literally stayed awake until six o'clock in the morning, oh, reading people saying terrible things about my appearance uh, and that's not i don't fucking need that that's not going to make me a better person yes. that's just it hurt my feelings of course by the way the review i got in new yorker did comments that i wasn't good looking enough to play the part was that the whole thing i mean he said other shit but that's all i remember that i was good looking um yeah no it's it's that's it, also a review in the fucking new yorker bill yeah. it's not a comment section on youtube this yeah, is no, not no one went to school for this. No, I, I haven't. I haven't entitled anyone to give yeah. me that feedback. I'm not asking them for a suggestion. I'm not asking them for feedback. I'm not asking them for advice. When you when you when you went to read the YouTube comments, did you read them thinking, "Oh, I'm curious what people think"? Or I read you- them thinking I was going to read a bunch of shit saying how fucking awesome my shit was because I did a great job. Like, yeah, for sure. It, I mean, it, I I killed, and everybody was laughing when. I did it. And so I thought, and like the first, I mean, the whole bit is like every word of it is true. Yeah. The first two comments were kind of fun, you know, um, like they were about my, but it, but they were fun. Someone said I had like a Muppety quality, but that I was good. (laughs) Someone said I sounded like if Mickey Mouse was gay, which is funny funny. and doesn't hurt my feelings. Yeah. And then after that, it just went to such a dark place. But what's funny is that my friend, um, I have friends who've read the comments and they're like, I don't even remember seeing anything negative. Everything I read was positive about it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't even remember. To me, it is That's a thousand people saying I look like a man. Oh, wow. Well, you definitely don't look like a man. That's ridiculous. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm sorry you went through. I mean, that's, 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 again, that's another... That's fucking awful men being awful men. It's the shittiest thing because I was so happy with how I looked and it's like that... Sh- it's shot and... It was taped that day, and then it was on TV that night. Yeah. And so I still like had, still had the glow I had, had of my the makeup done. Yeah. They gave me eyelashes, pretend eyelashes, and did my hair. And as I'm having it, I'm reading people saying it looks like a wig, and I like look. Fa- and I was wearing like a. Dr- I felt so good about what I was wearing. I felt so beautiful. I felt so good about how I looked. Yeah. And then people just were like fucking tore me apart. I don't need that shit. There's no benefit. Yeah. To me, there's no benefit course, to me of, of reading not. that. The only thing I would say about that is that um, for people to say that means that you did look good. I think in, in a weird in a weird way because if like when I was in acting school and I took there's a raccoon there the size of a friggin I hope you're not afraid of raccoons. Where? It's giant look right there. Where? Move forward. Point here. with your fucking finger. See his little mask. No. Look look, look here. But oh. Yeah, I'm not afraid of oh, that. Good, good. Um, he's when just I would, eating some grass. What's he eating? A human eating face. Get me the fuck out of here. He's eating cat food. Why is there cat he's food out here? Enormous. Hi, we baby. Have, we have, we have uh, parking lot cats. Hi. <laughs> oh my god, I love that you don't care. Most people are like, oh my god. No, he's not going to attack me. No, he's fucking six inches off the ground. Um, he's just eating some cat food and having a night. Yeah. I mean, it, there's nothing fundamentally different between that and a cat. That has diseases and stuff, but that doesn't want anything more. Yes. I mean, they're both little animals. 
One is domesticated and safe. This one has rabies <laughs> and claws that are four feet long. <laughs> now that we're talking about it, it also has really sharp teeth. Yep, for sure. Do you think it'll bite me? <coughs> no, I don't. Do you know so. anything about raccoon psychology? Should I not be staring at it? Because everything in my body is telling me not <laughs> to look away from it. Uh, I think he's. Do you fine. mind if I stand on your couch if it comes to it? Do no, you mind if I stand on this way. table? You know, can it climb this table? They're more afraid of us than we're afraid of them. Isn't that the theory? Well, I don't think that that's true right now. Yeah, because this one eating. is not as afraid of me he's as I am. Definitely not afraid. He's definitely not afraid. He's, he's not afraid. Uh, let me know if it comes closer. Okay, right, I promise. But also, I, I'm, I'm going to keep my eye on it. <laughs> it's weird that you have to interview the back of my head now. We do. I mean, do you want to switch seats? Because Would you feel then better if we switch seats? We, I'm, okay. I'm not going to look away from it, okay. and I don't want you to have to look at so. the back of my head. Okay, I'm going to turn your mic up. Okay, I'm bit. going to stare at this raccoon until I leave. Okay. So the thing I was going to say is, and, and when I was in acting school and I had to sing. <laughs> yeah, I'm listening. They're always like, hey, good job, Bill. Good job. Hey, that was great. I was a terrible singer. I was the worst singer in class. But... When I would act, then they would talk shit because I was a good actor. So I think that means you looked pretty and they felt insecure about themselves. Yeah. You know, anyway, that's neither here nor there. But they can't come. They're not invited. And I like um, to keep it to platforms where I feel empowered to at least take an action after the fact. Like if I read something shitty that someone says on my Instagram, I block them and then I feel safe again. If I read something shitty that someone says on YouTube, it's there. And then I know anyone else can read it. I mean, it's just one thing. And there are plenty, I get so many messages from like fans and people who like my comedy, like people still have plenty of access to me. There's still plenty of like opportunity for people to give me feedback. And I don't, there wasn't a single comment that was like, I think that this would be a yeah. cool yeah. tag was, to There was no constructive. That. Right. There was nothing useful. Yeah. And we make ourselves available for constructive feedback every single day. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I could ask five people what they thought of my set tonight if they thought there was anything I could do differently. You yeah. know, yeah. I won't. You, you don't need the YouTube wisdom of the crowds. To help I you. really don't. Now, I did want to talk about. Um, so things have changed for you recently. Yeah. Yeah. So, because I think a lot of people may know this, may not, but um, my experience was I was, and I've seen you before, I've seen you perform around, and you, you've always been a good comic, um, Thank but you. you were at the comedy store at a light show, and Joe Rogan saw you, and I've never seen this happen before. I guess he posted on his Facebook or Instagram, or he just, he said, one of the, th- he, I, I don't know, describe what happened. Um, He posted on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, a picture of me and a paragraph about um, how funny he thought I was. And I went from having like 3,500 Instagram followers. This was after being on Comedy Central, after being passed at the store. Um, I had like 3,500 followers. And then he gave me that shout out. And I went from having 3,500 to having 29.7 thousand followers literally overnight. So that oh, by wow. the next morning, I had that many. So you woke up like, holy shit. I was watching my phone at night. I watched it climb. It was crazy. And there were people I didn't know who were watching it too, who were like, I'm just staring at your page. I'm watching the number go up because it was, it was like 10,000, one, two. It was like when you like pump gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Wow. 11,000. And now at this like point, had you, was, had you met Joe Rogan? Had you had any relationship I with had, him yet? I had met him. I had met him twice. I met him once when I was on the same show as him. And I hope he forgot it because it didn't go that well. <laughs> and then um, the second time I met him was in the green room, was also in the green room of the main room at the comedy store. And he was so nice. And I don't know if he even really remembers that, but he um, he had never he had never seen my set at this point, but I had just been passed. And he was just back there talking to Eric Griffin. And then Eric left and he just started talking to me and he talked to me for like five, ten minutes, just had a conversation with me. He was so nice. Yeah. Um, and then. um, Like. A while after that, he saw my set. I didn't know that he was watching that set. And then I got off stage and 
he and Bert Kreischer, who, whom I had never met, but obviously I know who he is. Yeah. I knew who he was. Um, they both came up to me and just said really nice things. And then Bert uh, tweeted about me that night. And then Joe posted all that stuff the next day. And then after that, Joe talked about me on his podcast, his podcast which and is... showed my picture again and showed my Instagram handle again. And so now I'm over 30,000 followers. Wow. Have you done, like, have you done the podcast yet? No, no. I guess it'd be hard to be like, Hey Joe, can I? No, I, I won't. He'll yeah. ask me eventually. Yeah. 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 That's Did you talk to him after that happened or did you have a, no, I mean, I just, I posted it. I, you know, retweeted it <laughs> <laughs> with like a thank you. You know, I reposted yeah. it on everything and just like said, thank you. You just changed my whole life. Yeah. Did, has it, do you feel like it has changed your whole life? Um, yeah, well, it was like a pretty crazy thing um, at the time because like just all these booking requests were coming in. Wow. But I guess really they've kept coming in. Yeah. But it's tough. I mean, it was like getting past at the store was a huge thing. Being on Comedy Central was a huge thing. And they all happened. And, and getting the shout outs from Joe was a huge thing. And they all happened in such a short period of time that it's hard for me to know where the momentum exactly, yeah. is coming from, you know? Yeah. But like Pete Holmes brought me on tour. We're on tour right now. Oh, wow. Um, and like, that's awesome because after every show that I do with him, I have new fans, you course, know, yeah. uh, Eliza just brought me to Vegas with her. That's and huge. I yeah. have new fans from that. And so it's just like... Now, is your have you created a, a big headlining tour for yourself yet? Is that something in the works or? Um, it's in the works. Not a big one, but one. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did an hour for the first time recently, and I have four hours coming up in February. I'm doing my first like weekend where oh, I'm nice. doing hours. Where is this? At the Comedy Palace in San Diego. I love that place. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. It's great. You're gonna love it. Um. Well, that's, that's amazing. I mean, is, is there any, uh, so what, what is, what does everything look like for you in terms of like how you, how you see yourself navigating this business? Is it stand up? Do you have your own shows written or are you kind of like, I'm assuming you're an actress too. Cause everyone in this town is also an actor on some, on some um, level. I need to take acting classes. I took an acting class in college twice. I didn't take two acting classes. I took it and failed it and then took it and passed it. <laughs> but that was like, I mean, that was back when I was drinking. We were having some <laughs> hard times back then. Yeah. Um, but I need to take some acting classes. Because I imagine auditions have probably started coming in too because of this stuff. No. No. I need an agent. Yeah. yeah. You don't have an agent? I don't have an agent. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm taking well, meetings. Yeah, but you're killing the game right now, so it'll come, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like, I don't know. It's like picking out a boyfriend when all the guys suddenly like you. It's like, <laughs> well, who is it going to be? I'm not going to just fucking take any one of you, you know? Yeah. So you've been taking meetings. Yeah. The only thing I'll say about agents, managers, having been through the the game back and forth, um, the the big guy who promises the world is not always the right choice. You know, a lot of people always kind of go, well, you got to go with this blah, blah, blah company or this because da, 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 da. And they, but sometimes they sign you because it's some sort of like feather in their cap. Yeah. Because you're the hot new thing. Right. And then they just don't care. Yeah. So whoever it is, I would definitely take the time to get to know them and like, like them. Yeah, I will. You know? Yeah. I want someone who like really, really believes in me yeah i don't want someone who's just heard that i'm doing stuff and wants someone who comes dibs. to your shows and goes oh my god who like yes yeah exactly what's exciting this is an exciting time for you yeah you, are, are you scared or are you mostly excited no i'm really excited yeah um i'm really excited it just is like um i just got the thing i need to join sag and that's oh, a $3,000 yeah. initiation fee. 3000 now? Yeah. Holy and I have like another TV spot coming up at least in January, but yeah. maybe in December. Um, and I have to give them that money. They'll yeah. put you on a payment plan, but you have to give them like over a grand down. I know, down. it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so it's like I'm making more money than I've ever made in my life doing stand-up. And that's fucking awesome. But, but I also pay more like, money too. now yeah. I got to give them it. And yeah. I don't want to <laughs> like, I just have enough money now. I finally, for the first time in my life, I'm not absolutely dirt poor by anyone's standards, you know? Yeah. 
Um, but I mean, it's all good. That's like literally my only complaint today. Yeah. Well, listen, thank you for coming out. I know it's getting late and, uh, you, you're awesome. I'm so glad we got to hang out. Even though you think I don't I want look, to end it with a complaint, even though I look like Adam Hunter, I think, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Who, who the fuck told you that? <laughs> How that was could I so possibly dumb. reveal my sources? So that was something I said in a closed, closed women's, women's Facebook, Facebook group. group. And I felt so violated when then you were That's like, Oh, yeah. so I look like Adam Hunter. Cause it was like, I wasn't making fun of you guys, but I wasn't like saying it to you either. You know what I mean? <laughs> You know, I think, you know, I thought it was funny. <laughs> yeah, But I, I know. told you, I go, I go, hey, I'm not, and you're like, what the fuck? I was like, no, I'm, I'm trust me, I'm fine. How like, did she tell you? What was it like? Was it no, like it was she like, was telling on me? No, it was like, this is, you'll find this funny. funny. Yes, 100%. But it's also interesting because it made me realize, like, oh, there are closed Facebook groups just for women. Just fucking this one. Just, oh, there are other apparently others? it's not that closed either. <laughs> you're never supposed to do what she did. And you're oh, not I supposed know. to screenshot. I you're know. not supposed to do any of that shit. I know. And it's not a shit-talking group. It says in the group. It's like absolutely no shit-talking of any kind will be tolerated. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. one. I don't think and there have funny. been people who have tried to be like, can we make a list of men who make us feel uncomfortable? Ooh. And I'm so glad that that got shot down so fast because I've seen other people, a group of women try to do that in Chicago. And it was just a fucking shit show because yeah. it's like... Guys where I'm like, man, I know why he's on this list. And I know that that's not a good enough reason to yeah, put someone yeah. on a list Sometimes, with fucking dudes who like raped women. I like, know. I so know. It's up. it's such a, I mean, that is such, I mean, I, I don't know as a woman how you feel about everything going on with me too, but there, it is such a weird conflation of, of things going on. I mean, I don't want to name names of people that I work with, but I've worked, I've worked with people closely who have been caught up in that a little bit. And, uh, you hear from their point of view, they feel completely maligned and victimized. And I want to be an advocate for a woman, but I also don't want to be like eating at Sage Restaurant and Eagle Rock with a man bun pretending that like I'm a male feminist either. You know what right. I mean? So it's a hard line to to tread as a man because you want to be like, okay, there 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 are gray things, um, but but in general you should you should side with the women because they're the ones who who need it. Yeah. Men don't need it, but at the same time, to to say that no men have been given the fucking short shrift from this is is not is kind of disingenuous, you know? Right? Do you do you talk about that in your act at all? Do you feel like it's anything that you want to touch? No, I feel like everyone is talking about it, and I don't really, I don't have words for for it yet that yeah. are that are funny. Yeah, but I do think. I mean, there have been casualties, but there are also casualties with any movement. And I think that it has, it has, there have been messy parts of it, but I also think it has made it easier for women to come out Absolutely, when yeah. someone does something. Because back before like this movement, I would never, there was like a booker a million years ago who, I mean, I like have been roofied at show. What? I was roofied at a comedy club here. I was roofied at flappers. I'll fucking say what? it. What? Yeah. Um, and I also, uh, once had a guy who booked a comedy club, tell me that I could feature if I fucked him. I just heard that last week from a, a comic, a female comic in New York who told me that a very big booker in New York told her that. And my head almost exploded. I was like, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And I never would have said anything, but then during the me too movement, I fucking outed his ass. Oh, you did. Yeah. And with the hashtag and, uh, everyone was just like, Oh, you're way late. That guy like got ran out of town oh. like a long time ago. <laughs> his club had closed. He got run out of town. I was like the last person I showed up. The parade was over. The balloons were popped and on the street. And I was like, well, one time this guy said this to me, I did like, I was, I think I was like the last person. Person to do a me too i waited until fucking every single bitch i knew on this earth did it first and then i was like okay we're really not getting fired for this we're not getting in trouble for this all right fine i'll do one and That's then I, I did it and his fucking club was closed oh my God. and like no one works with him anymore i That's mean he hilarious. like got run out of town but that dude sucked because he would always post stuff that was like him with his like daughter being Ugh. like she's my queen like i took her for this carriage ride she's like dressed all this shit and i'm like man your family was upstairs 
your wife and your kid were upstairs when you told me that you would book me if I fucked you. Oh. After, mind you, I had four or five like good sets at his club as a host. Yeah, yeah. I should have been booked as a feature yeah. based on my performances. I'm like, what? I have to fuck you for something I already worked for? Yeah. You can't have someone do both. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking is the person is supposed to be a shortcut. You can't <laughs> add it in addition to the fucking work I already did. That's pretty funny, by the way. <laughs> you should maybe I should think write about, that down. You should maybe write that down. Yeah, I will write that down. That's pretty funny. That is pretty funny. All uh, right. I think that we ran long. Okay. Thank you so much. You're great so much. I'm Lara. so much. Lara Bites. <laughs> Thanks, Lara you're Bites. So much you're awesome. Too. I'm excited to see what happens in the future. Big things. Everyone, Your check her out. shut on... down. The raccoon's gone. Your no, computer shut computer down. No, the computer shut down. Just <laughs> uh, check her That's out. That's how we know it's over. Check her out on um, on Instagram, and it's L A R A B E I T Z. Wow! Boom. Yeah, Killing that was great. Game. Cool. Thank right. you so much. Thanks, Bye. Guys. Bye. It's the after laugh, after laugh. Welcome to the after laugh, after laugh, after laugh, <laughs> after laugh, man. <laughs> Go ahead, pull up a chair. <laughs>